Good evening, everyone. We have another episode of Entertas IT's Tech Talks presented by Technology Worldwide. Tonight, Ray and I have on our Director of Positivity, Dave Johnston. How are we doing tonight, guys? Great. Awesome. Ray, are you with us still? I, I'm with us. I just wanted the, the most positive guy in the group to be the first to introduce himself. So what's up, Dave? How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm loving life. Had a good day today. Productive day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Love to hear that. How about you, Brandon? How's your day going? Oh, it was a, it was a day. Show up at a client's at 645 and supposed to mount a key safe. They didn't move anything. Not ready for me at all. So that was a good way to start my day, and then it just went downhill from there. So, oh, well, it is what oh, it well. is. On to bigger oh, well. and better things. Yes, yes. No doom I, and gloom uh, in this one. It's, it's all about No, 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 no. Right? It's just it was a day of uh, joy. I, I sent you that message. Uh, I have a landlord for one of my clients that is telling me I'm not allowed to rewire the office that my client is leasing from him, which... I don't know. I mean, you've been doing this longer than I have. I've never had a landlord tell me that. That's it's a strange, strange thing today. Yeah, it's a little weird. But eh, that's that's for another day. I'll be having a conversation with him on Tuesday. We'll nice. see how that one goes. So, uh, yeah, let's let's jump into this, Dave. So, what's the name of your business? Ohio Fully Integrated Technologies. Um, our DBA is Ohio Fit. Um, and that's kind of how we uh, reference it with everyone. Awesome. Is this is this a new venture or is this something you've been doing for a while? Yeah. So uh, we founded the business in November and officially got the wheels rolling in February. So it's uh, I'm an entrepreneur. This is my first uh, foray into owning my own business. I mean, it's the best thing you can ever do for yourself. But some people also say it might be the worst thing you can do for yourself. Just just depends on the day. <laughs> but end that's of the day, sure. you only answer to yourself now, and that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. I get to I get to set the bar as high as I want to. So what were you doing prior to starting your own business? I was an IT guy for a small business. Um we did contract support, uh, a little bit of MSP work, some value added reseller stuff. And it was another small business. There were only four or five of us. Um but uh, I saw the need, and uh, I had the desire to raise the bar, so I decided to jump out on my own. Oh, that's great. So are you guys just doing IT work, or are you doing low voltage? Like, what, what do you guys offer your clients? Well, so I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Um, I am an MSP contract support. Like, I'm the guy you call when things are broken or on fire. Um, and through my years doing that with the small business, I noticed that there was a big need uh, for structured cabling because there's a lot of guys out there who do it, and there's a lot of room for improvement in what they do. And it was through the course at my old company that I taught myself structured cabling and uh, how to do all that. And of course, once you dive into that, it's a rabbit hole for everything else IT. Um, so I. Unfortunately, it's not even just a rabbit hole for IT. Now you're the electrician. Now you're the guy that fixes this, <laughs> and this fixes that. 
Well, and it's funny you should say that. Um, so I started this with my brother-in-law. Um, and the kind of general premises is he's the high voltage guy. So he works with industrial applications of electrical to the NEC, NEC standards. Um, and I'm the low voltage guy. So that was always a thing that I ran into in the past where a client would need something done with high voltage. And we'd say, oh, we have to call this other company or we have to call this other person. Well, now that's in-house. And I think uh, you guys could relate to this. How many jobs and sites have you gone into where the electrician has done the cabling? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've honestly been fairly lucky. Um, we've had a few sites where the electrician has done work, but I mean, you guys know I do a lot of automotive. So what I actually see more often than not is the mechanics pulling my wire. And I remember having a conversation with a dealership that literally is in the middle of nowhere. Like they're up near the Lake of Ontario, but they're not anywhere near Rochester, nowhere near Syracuse, middle of nowhere. And the uh, mechanics go, Oh yeah, we ran all the wire here. It looks great. Doesn't it? It's real easy to do. All you do is just make sure the colors match on both sides and you're done. Like, sure. I mean, there is a standard, but, Yes, matching colors does work. <laughs> it's just like putting spark plugs back in a car. It really doesn't matter as long as you're holding back up, right? I mean, right. it's all the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at least at least the electricians like kind of know semi what they're doing. The mechanics just, eh, whatever. As long as the wire gets from point A to point B, we're good. <laughs> well, so you haven't run into it as much, but I certainly have, where the electricians have taken that same mindset and they've pulled the structured cabling and they're like hey it uh, matches it's look it's all secured it's all stapled in up there and uh it should be good and uh with this with the new business well we now have the high voltage side feeding data and it stuff to the low voltage side and we have the low voltage side feeding the electrical and the lighting and that sort of thing to the high voltage side so it kind of, we feed off each other. Yeah. No, that's you, awesome. I mean, you said a very important word there. Sorry. I heard staples <laughs> for, for anyone listening. <laughs> staples do not exist in our world. Stop using them, <laughs> please. Oh man. Now, is it because you're in Ohio? It's just kind of the wild west and like anybody can run wire. Cause that's kind of what I've heard. Like there's no licensing, nothing to do with low voltage in Ohio. Yeah, there isn't. Um, and to be fair, in my previous company, I worked on the East Coast. So there was a, a lot more awareness for the need of IT and quality IT. Here in Midwestern Ohio, it's not quite the same. Um, they're behind on some things. And so trying to express that need for high standards with some of the clients has, has definitely been a hurdle of mine. Um, but yeah, they uh, the need isn't quite as high out here, and so the standards haven't been quite as high either. It's just kind of a get it done, and it kind of works, and we'll call it good. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I see even up here. Um, I mean, we know I'm I'm located in a major city, but you go one county over, and I've talked to Ray about this many times. It's farmland, and it's kind of the same exact mindset of 
it just works. I mean, I've gone on to farms and just scratching my head on how these things work. Uh, for example, I had one farm where their internet comes into the main house. That's where the office is. And their shop was connected over a cat three cable. And they used these star tech converters that converted the cat three to ethernet. And that wow. was their connection for the longest time. And they wondered why they were getting drops and all these weird things out in the shop. And then to make matters worse, it's, a 10,000 square foot shop. And you guys know those little neck gear, uh, wireless hotspots that plug directly into a wall socket. There may be oh, yeah. three inch by three inch with little antennas. That was their Wi-Fi for the shop. <laughs> Just because their IT guy said, Oh, it works. You'll be up and running. Don't worry about it. So I, I definitely know exactly what you're talking about, uh, with your area. And see, I, I really like clients like that. Because what they're used to, what they're accustomed to with their day-to-day operations, if you can get in there and you can sell them on the value of something good and, and demonstrate that, once you get them set up with even a few access points that are replacing these extenders and repeaters, their quality of life, and we're not just talking about their work, it's their quality of life when you're dependent on a machine to work right. Mm-hmm. It it shoots way up, and, and you get instant buy-in with that client. I love those opportunities. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this, it's funny with this client. I was only brought in to do a phone system. And when we were doing the walkthrough in the shop, I closed the door too hard to the office, and I popped the uh, hotspot out of the wall. And oh, that's, what, that's what prompted everything else. And uh, we came in, and we actually put in uh, the Ubiquity Outdoor Access Points because they do clean the shop once a year. So they wanted something that was water-resistant. We don't have, really have to worry about it if they get water on it, stuff like that. And now every single inch of that shop is covered. And, I mean, we all know that to diagnose anything nowadays, you need a computer, that you need the Internet. And they mm-hmm. were really struggling to diagnose these tractors. I mean, tractors are, are big. You can't position three tractors within the width of that Wi-Fi signal. You need that whole shop covered. So we were able to uh, better their way of life and uh, have since been expanding and giving Wi-Fi through the whole entire facility, which they really appreciated. And I have a client for life, and I've actually got some other business off of them. So it's definitely been great. And our goal is to make a bigger push out there and uh, really just help that community out at the end of the day. I mean, you can see that they've been a lot of disservice from the IT people out there. There's not really a solid IT company. No one from Buffalo wants to come out there. No one from Rochester wants to go out there. They're kind of in like this limbo land. And you can tell when you get into these places and start looking at their IT. So that's definitely been something we want to improve on and just help out the community because that's where I grew up. So I want to help the people I grew up with at the end of the day. That's fantastic. I love those opportunities. Yeah, no, it's been great. I, I, I love it. So what's that? It's just that it's just that first hurdle of trying to convince them, Okay, we want to spend a few bucks here. That's sometimes the hardest thing to overcome. But if you can do that, it's you're always rewarded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you were talking about how you were in the small business IT realm for years and years and years. Now, are you still just working in small businesses or are you also doing residential work? So uh, with it being a, uh, a brand new startup, right, we have to kind of follow the money. Yep. And where before I didn't 
do any residential except for, you know, if one of the doctors was like, oh, can yeah. you yeah. help me out yeah. with Wi-Fi at the house? Yeah, we're going to yeah. go out to your house. But primarily before, I had always been instructed to take a stance of don't do residential. Yep. Well, now with my own company, that seems to be where a lot of my business is coming from. And mm -hmm. it's it couldn't have happened at a better time. Um, nowadays, everybody's working from home. Everything is residential now. Everybody's Wi-Fi is pretty much what they exist on. It's how they earn their living. It's how they stay entertained. They'll spend more time on their Wi-Fi than they do their mattress. Yeah. And it's really like, okay, well, let's do a few things to make it secure. Let's segregate the network so that way your, your workflow isn't happening on the same level as your toddler's tablet traffic. And let's spend just a few bucks and, and make things stronger and a, a little bit more robust for you. And I, I've gotten a really good response from it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we have two separate businesses. So we have a retail side, which does a lot of residential. And then we have my side, that's CMSP side. And I don't know if you've seen this yet, being a newer company, but we've actually gained business clients from having that residential service where these business owners come in, they get the support on the residential side, and they're like, well, if you're doing this, hey, can you also help out our business too? And we've actually got some referrals that way with it. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about with Wi-Fi and this work-from-home stuff <laughs> because I have so many customers that are like, I can't work from home. My Wi-Fi stinks. It's terrible. I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, and in our area, there's lots of older homes um and a lot of stone homes so a lot of the houses were built with cobblestone oh, and I, yeah i have customers that have like you know like a neckier nighthawk up in this one random room and they're like why can't i get it on the other side of the house well that's because you have three stone walls between your wi-fi and where you want to sit and you have to have that conversation of well we can do this or you're going to have to do that and Never really was an issue until everything's happened and um, ha have a lot of customers that have been struggling and we've been able to fix a lot of uh, uh, most of them. Um, Ubiquity has really come in handy for us. Uh, I don't know if that's equipment that you use for these residential clients, but uh, we had a CFO for a accounting firm who worked from home often, does a lot of video conferencing, and he was trying to use the Spectrum built-in modem router as his Wi-Fi in his living room. And it's like a 3,500 square foot house. And he just kept dropping all the time oh in his second floor office. Uh, so we lit up the whole entire basement with Wi-Fi shooting it up and then put a ubiquity beacon in his office. And I talked to him today. He goes, all my issues went away. He goes, it's, it's been amazing. So it's this work from home stuff in this video conferencing is really, uh, putting a strain on the consumer Wi-Fi space. It sure is. It sure is. Um, it, I use the Unify stack as well. Um, yep. I, I like the way they work. Um, I like its ease of use. Um, it, it certainly looks good. It's, it's, it's appealing from the uh, viewpoint of the customer. When I put a piece of Unify in their home, it's something that actually looks like it, it belongs there. Yeah. No, and what I liked about that beacon that I put in his office, not only can you change the color of the LED, you can turn the LED down. 
So yeah. it's not as bright, which he loved. Like he doesn't want this. I mean, it's a clean looking device. It's a beautiful device, but he doesn't need this bright blue circle sitting <laughs> on his wall. So it was nice being able to turn that down and dimming it uh, a good amount. And um, he's just been ecstatic. I'm, I'm so happy that he's, he's working out better now because he was struggling there. Like you get in a video conference and he'd be out of it five minutes later. And it's hard to do a sales pitch when you keep dropping out of your video and dropping yeah. off the call. Yeah. We've, we've got so many residential clients out there that their financial livelihood rests on the functionality of their Wi-Fi at home. Yeah. And it's really easy to convince them to spend a few bucks and make a few upgrades. And all of a sudden, just like at the um, farm machinery client of yours, yeah, you make a few changes, you do good work, and their quality of life improves greatly. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And it allows them to not stress about that. Now they can focus on their work and they don't have to worry about the stupid little things uh, with their Wi-Fi dropping and their internet dropping and all these weird things. They don't have to worry about calling the ISP, complaining to them, and the ISP is just going to say, it's your modem, it's the, it, or it's your router, it's this, it's that, it's not our problem. Take it's all good on our end. Yeah. yeah, it's all good on our end. We can see the equipment just fine. Right, yeah. yeah. No, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So are you getting into the small business space at all? Yeah, yeah. So I have I'm I'm very lucky. When I went to start my own business, I you know, I partnered with my brother-in-law, but I have the support of my you know, my significant other and my family all around. So it's really helped me to grow how I want to. Um all my growth right now has been organic. I haven't had to advertise at all. Um and it's it's just word of mouth. Like I'm talking within the community. I'm handing out my business cards. They're talking to their friends. I'm doing good work for them. And then they're talking about it to other people. And it's it's really exactly how I want to grow the business. Um, don't get me wrong. I see the value in advertising. And, and I will dive into that. But right now, I'm I'm very fortunate that I can pick and choose my clients and make sure that they match me well and that I match them. Absolutely. And I mean, on that note of marketing, I'd love to hear Ray's thought on this. I, I personally feel like it's it's tough for us to market because people don't really know that they need us or why they would need us. And I feel like doing that networking and just meeting with the community is really better than just dumping a bunch of money into billboards or advertisements in the newspapers or stuff like that. Like, you'll drive by a billboard and you'll see some weird slogan and I, I don't see people thinking like, Oh yes, I need to worry about my security. I should call this company. I don't know. What, what's your guys thoughts on that? A properly set up domain controller is not very photogenic. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it just there doesn't. There's nothing about what we do that's sex. <laughs> yeah. So it's just we've never advertised in our 40 years of being in business. Uh, we went from TV and tuner repair into computers in the uh, late eighties and we've never advertised since. And it's all been word of mouth and it's all about how you treat that customer. If you do right by the customer, the customer will do right by you. It's kind of my feeling with the whole thing. That's really foundational to what I do as well. Um, it, 
it doesn't matter whether you're in the insurance business, in healthcare, or you're in the food industry. It's all a relationship business. And it's, can you cultivate that relationship with the client? Can you, can you build that trust with them? And, and that's really the linchpin on, on your success is, is being able to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So now that you're getting into that small business uh, space, what are some of the type of clients that you're working with and what's the size of those clients? We've got some municipalities with multiple sites. Um, one of my favorite clients that I just took on, they actually have a, uh, a, a running course. So they have a 5K course on their property. Um, so they do like the cross-country invitationals for like the northwest part of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so I set up a point to point from the where the internet comes in at the house to the barn, and then I set out point to multi point for the festival area because they'll have up to seventeen hundred runners at once. Um, and it's not just the runners; it's all of the people that come with the runners. So it's mom, dad, brother, yep. younger sister, and there's all these rides and games and and activities that they're doing in the meantime. And that's just been one of my most favorite clients to date. And it's not just because it worked well for them and for me, um, but Ohio Fit, um, you know, fitness is a big part of myself and my partner's life. So mm-hmm. the name really worked well for the for the company. And then having a client who also kind of matches those goals with ours, it just makes it so much fun to show up and work for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. That sounds like a fun project. And just to hit on the note of Dave being a fitness fanatic, he's the only person at our charity project that worked out before we went and pulled wire for nine hours. Because <laughs> yeah, that wasn't enough of a workout, was it? <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. I actually, so I drove to the community project. Um, it was about 530 miles. And I brought jump ropes and kettlebells in the back of my car to make sure that I would have equipment to get a get a workout in yeah no and i when i saw those pictures that saturday morning i'm like oh man i I, I couldn't because i knew what that day was was about to hold and i'm like ah yeah no i'm 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 unfortunately good so to touch back on the on the marketing piece because i know you'd mentioned it yeah um a couple things one dave i absolutely love your logo i told you that as soon as i saw it i think it's 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 slick it's clever and it it just works so Kudos to you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it was actually my partner uh, designed that. He did really great with that. I've had um, a few people tweak it and touch it here and there. Um, but yeah, he he did that. He hit the hit the ball out of the park. That's awesome. I mean, it it, it represents you well. Obviously, you know, it, it's a symbol of of what we do. So I I love every bit of it, man. It's it's very clever. I like it. Um, but what I found with growing my business, at least locally, was I joined a local chamber of commerce. Now, there are a lot of chamber of commerces out there that are just awful. Some of them are just way too huge. You're just a number. You go to meetings. um, And maybe at some point you get the opportunity to be a presenter. But I found a small one where we've got less than 500 members. We don't allow, you know, 50 types of every business in our chamber which is nice. So there's a couple IT companies, a couple banks, a couple whatever may have use. So it gives me the opportunity to present, you know, 
virtually for the last year or so or in person and do presentations. And those things, just talking about security, talking about, you know, things that you may need as a home user or as a business has really helped my business grow. Uh, we no longer do residential. Uh, we're, we're not licensed for it. Uh, I've kind of grown out of that business. I think residential is a wonderful business to be in. So I'm not, I'm not making any cuts on it. I just had to make that decision. And I think you may have to make a decision at some point where do you do both or do you do one or the other? Because it's really, really difficult to switch. But keep doing what you're doing, man. Talk to people, hand out cards. Uh, I like to just drop by businesses with like pretzels and donuts and things like that with my company sticker on it. And I, I don't sell. I literally just go in, say hi, and, and I leave. It's just get to know the people in your community and that'll help you big. I love that. Yep. I love that. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. The oldest sales trick in the book is, and it's not even a trick, it's just truth. People don't buy your product. They buy you. They buy from people they trust. And if they trust you, it doesn't matter what you're selling. They'll buy it. So just keep that in mind, Dave. And, and obviously, as the most positive person I know, um, you're going to do fine. And I think that's why you're, you're having the success that you're already having just starting in February. So kudos to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. I, I cool. certainly, in the short time that I've been doing this, I, I can definitely see what you're saying about needing to make that call between residential and commercial for sure. Um, but right now we're just, uh, enjoying it. Yeah, no, I mean, right, right away you can. Um, it's just, I, I know where, where he's coming from and pulling from both sides can get very stressful at a certain point. Um, especially as the business side grows, cause the business demands are going to start growing and growing and growing. And, uh, I mean, as as you grow too, you can get back into that into that residential space, or get back into that small business space as you grow. Um, me being a single person, I mean, yes, I have my father with me, but I do all the MSP stuff. It, it's tough being pulled in, in multiple directions. Yeah, I've noticed it a few times already. Where so primarily for the residential stuff that we do, it's the structured cabling aspect of it. We're pulling the data cabling, we're pulling the audio cabling, we're setting up the network stack, and we're engineering the audio for them. So that way it works in every room of the home. When we're on site doing that, we sometimes have to get in between the different trades. And you have kind of a tight window to do it. Yep. And then when you get that call where there's a fire that you have to go put out, it can really throw a wrench in the gears on, on having to get it get things done. So it's, it's certainly proven to be challenging on some days, but I'm kind of one of those weird guys that likes a challenge. Yeah, no. And I mean, it, it's funny that you bring up structured cabling because that's the thing that I struggle with the most. Like I enjoy doing structured cabling, but that's the thing. Like you'll get in the middle of a job doing structured cabling and then a fire comes up with one of my business customers. Now I got to jump and I got to go react to that. And it just stops my momentum that I had when I was doing that structured cabling job. Um, and unfortunately, I just can't get into it as much as I used to for that reason. Um, I don't know. I know, Ray, you still do some structured cabling. Do you have that issue, too, where you'll be, like, in the middle of pulling wire and then all of a sudden fire breaks out and you got to run and take care of that and just stop what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, structured cabling is great. That's kind of where I started at least where I started with this business. And uh, I've pulled away from it. Honestly, I'm starting to sell a lot of that work out. Um, I, I enjoy it. 
I really do. And I'm, I'm good at it. At least I think I am. <laughs> um, and Brandon, I can tell you, you're very good at it. I watched you hump for three days. So I know you're Except good at we're it. we're not as fast as Pierce. <laughs> Nobody is as fast as Pierce. So we'll, we'll get back on Pierce in a minute. Um, but no, it, yes. At the end of the day, my core business is an MSP now. If I'm in a ceiling pulling a cable, as much as I enjoy doing it, it's taking me away from the core of my business. And that was a hard decision I had to make a while ago. I know I'm leaving money on the table by bringing in a third-party company to do that cabling for me. But for me, if I'm not answering my phone calls from my clients, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. So it, it's tough, but it's a growing pain, you know? It, it is what it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, with a lot of these houses that you're doing in Midwestern Ohio, is it newer houses, older houses? Like, what are some of the challenges you're getting into with wiring these houses? So um, with it's really the older houses. Um, they're not really designed like any, anytime you have an existing home, like a, a residence, everything's drywalled. They yeah. didn't necessarily lay a pipe or a pull string to go from the attic to the basement. Yeah. It is really tricky to try and find that path and come up with those unique solutions to get like Wi-Fi coverage throughout the house. Um, I'm lucky here in the Midwest, a lot of the houses have basements in them. Um, I know when you get closer to the ocean and, and those types of areas, they just don't, they just don't build basements and homes. Um, here, that, that's really helped me a lot. Um, with the commercial clients, it's, it's usually pretty easy. Usually it's a drop ceiling. You move some tiles and you have access. So trying to figure out those unique ways to get the cable into the room for an existing structure is that's, that's the fun challenge of it. That's the fun challenge. Um, a lot of them have been new builds though. So I, I have uh, some clients who've been building brand new homes and then uh, it's pretty easy. You can get in there in between the trades you can lay your path. You can you can figure out where everything's going to go, and you just pull all the wires and test everything before you leave in case the drywallers cut your cable, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I haven't really had to do much wiring in residential other than my home, but uh, we do support a funeral home, and most funeral homes in our area are actually older houses that these guys are running the, their businesses out of. And we've had some unique challenges with those places. And just like you, we're very lucky. We have basement spaces that we can get into. And um, my one client that I was thinking, that I'm just thinking of, same thing. We were brought in to do a phone system. And we started seeing all these different things that we pointed out to them. We were able to start upgrading different things for them. And uh, one was the Wi-Fi coverage was terrible. Two, they're old IT company couldn't figure out how to get wire on the second floor. So what they did was they just drilled a hole in the ceiling on the first floor and came up on the second floor, like three feet from the wall and then ran it across the floor, up the wall, across the ceiling, down the wall, into their office. We decided to spend, you know, an extra 10 minutes <laughs> and, and look around and we found a 25 pair wire going from the basement to their office on the second floor. And there just happened to be the old, old wax pull string from like the 60s or 70s. What and a now, find. Yeah. So now the wire is in the closet in that office. And yes, we still had to run it across the wall, 
but it's no longer just protruding out of the floor randomly in the other room and then stringing across into their office. And uh, they had the same situation of just wireless extenders trying to get solid Wi-Fi coverage for them. And mm-hmm. since we were wiring up some IP phones for them, we uh, decided to drop a couple more access points in and solve all of their Wi-Fi problems, too. I will say this. I did have my wiring contractor uh, help me out a little bit. So they're... Uh, they're on, buddy. Uh, well, I I don't think you would have went under here. So they're... Uh, I, I don't know what we want to call the room. Their, uh, their preparation room, if you know what I'm talking about, was mm-hmm. an addition to the main house. So there's just a crawl space to get into that area. So my wiring contractor got to jump into that crawl space and crawl right underneath that room where they do all the fun things and get two wires in there for me for a phone and an access point. He was uh, he was not a happy camper. Uh, there were a few <laughs> spots where he had to like wiggle, wiggle to get underneath some pipe, but uh, fixed all their issues. And they, they are the happiest people in the world now. And I have since been able to get all their other funeral homes. They have five total. And uh, we've put camera systems in three of them now. We've upgraded the Wi-Fi in all of them. And clients for life, they've they've moved all of their stuff over to us since then. And it's all because we took the time to find a pathway for them for that one wire. And it's expanded into a great business. That's fantastic. To, to touch on the uh, crawl space a little bit, yeah, I can't... I can't talk enough about the simple value of keeping a full coverage, like $15 Tyvek suit in your work vehicle. <laughs> so that, what do you we say? That's exactly what he had in his van. And he was so uh-huh. happy that he had it. Uh-huh. Yeah, they come in really handy and they're not that expensive. They don't take up much space, but if you have one, Oh, that worry for spiders and mold and whatever else you're going to find in there. Like it, it really helps eliminate a lot of that. Yeah, there, there was some stuff down there. Let, needless to say that uh, Tyvek suit was in the garbage after he came out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was definitely very happy to have that. Uh, so we, we already touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, What's some of the typical equipment that you're deploying in your customers' environments? Um, so I've, in following the path with what my customers' demands are, um, I do unify a lot. I, I really like it. Um, sometimes I'll do the ubiquity end. Um, I do a lot of the ubiquity point-to-points. Um, mm-hmm. That's really helpful, especially in these farmland areas where we need to get Wi-Fi coverage out there or a camera out there. Um, and there's already power. So that's been really helpful. Um, one of my clients came to me one day and they asked me about architectural audio. Like what can we do to get sound in, in the home? And typically with my clients and this is residential and commercial, I always take a, a know nothing standpoint, right? IT is really big, and you always have all those guys who know every answer to everything. But IT is really big. So if they're saying that, they might have to do a little bit more studying. And I try to adopt that mentality whenever I talk with a client. And if I don't know something, 
I'll say, I don't know. Let me get back to you. And that mm-hmm. that's really helped me build trust with them. And it was the same when they said, what can we do about architectural audio? Like they, they wanted sound in their home. Yeah. So I did a little digging. I started looking around and I became a Sonos distributor or Sonos partner. I, I wanted to find the right solution for the client and one that I know that I could set up and walk away from and it would still work. We've all been at a friend's house or an uncle's house where they've got stacks of receivers. And if you push one button on their wrong, they're going to spend two hours trying to figure out how to get the audio <laughs> for the game to come back on. We can't do that with our clients. Um, at, at Ohio Fit, Like we really want it to work when we leave. And we don't want to have to deal with that two-hour call to try and get things working. So Sonos was definitely the way to go for us. And it was just in that following that branch of, I don't know, let's see what we can do. I decided to partner with partner with them, and it's been really great for me. Not only do I implement it in all of my clients, but it's something that I use in my home, in my office. Um, I, working out's a big part of me, so uh, the gym that I'm building, like we've got Sonos everywhere, so there's just great sound. And then we have people come over and they work out with us, and they're like, where's that sound coming from? And we show them the speakers and then they fall in love with them. It's been, it's been (laughs) great for us. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Sonos. Uh, I've had the play ones in my house forever. Um, Hopefully this spring, summer, we'll be renovating our backyard. So that's definitely uh, a big thing on the to-do list is getting some speakers out there and tying it all in together. And it's just the, the app is so clean from a user perspective. You can hand somebody the app and say, here you go. And they'll figure it out in two seconds, figure out how to get all their content. That's so important. Yeah, you don't have to guess your way through it. Like, you can open the Spotify app, and then you click on this button, and then it'll show you all your AirPlay options. It'll throw you all your Bluetooth options. It just gets overly complicated. When you can just go into the one app and just click play, and you're good. And what we've been doing uh, more and more is our medical practices, they no longer need to spend the money on like a Muzak system and pipe in all these speakers and spend all this money. They can just drop in a Sono speaker or a couple Sono speakers, have one of the secretaries run the system and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm even seeing it in car dealerships now where they're buying like say four or five or six uh, play ones or play threes and just sprinkling them throughout the dealership and they're done because these Muzak systems that are out there, you have mm-hmm. a subscription fee to it. So not only are you paying to have all this equipment implemented, just to use the service, it's 30 to $40 a month. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's an expense you don't need anymore. I mean, go and spend a couple thousand dollars on Sono speakers, depending on how many you need, and you're up and running. And, and, and we're not just talking about something that is easy to use. It also sounds good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you were, you were at Ray's house. He's got Sonos throughout that whole place. I mean, inside, outside, it sounded great. We and, were jamming. Yeah. I mean, again, the man had a fire dancer for us. <laughs> and he was able just to open up his phone and play the song that she needed. And it was that simple. Right? Yeah. Simple is kind of my world. Because, I mean, let's face it, we spend every day trying to solve all the craziest challenges of life 
when I get home and I want to relax, the last thing in the world I want to do is figure out how to use a damn stereo. So <laughs> for me, Sonos was just the easiest thing because, you know, when I've got people over, not everybody has the same taste in music. So I can literally either hand them my phone or say, hey, just put the Sonos app on your phone, do whatever you want. And it just it makes life easy. So I love it. Um, I'm happy I have it. It makes me happy. It'll make you happy. Sonos. <laughs> Somebody write me a check. <laughs> yeah. We're uh I don't think we're sponsored by Sonos. Uh as uh, yeah. I, I, I could I, I, I can know. tell you that technology worldwide is not, so maybe we should be. <laughs> I'll uh I'll give my guy a call. We'll see what yeah. we can do. I like it. I like so it. that kind of goes into my next question. I think we now know what your favorite product to sell is. Is, is it Sonos? Uh, honestly, um, we had uh, I'd gotten a list of questions kind of as a primer for what the yeah. podcast would be. And I struggled with that question um, on what my favorite product was. And, and I really came to the to the conclusion that trust is my favorite thing to sell. I really enjoy building that relationship with the client above all else. I'll sell whatever the client needs whatever the right solution is for them, as long as there's trust between us. And and that's, I mean, I, I know it sounds silly and you can't really put a money price on it or anything financial, but that's, that's really what I enjoy the most about it. That's my favorite thing. Dave, I, I know you can't <laughs> see me right now. And, and I guarantee you, every person listening to this podcast is thinking the same thing that I'm thinking this is why you are the director of positivity, my friend. That was the best <laughs> answer I have ever heard in the existence of asking that question. That was amazing. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm I writing that know. down. Dave, the <laughs> hell we, do, you, do you even have a business tagline? Because if it's not, your, your tagline should be, we sell trust, baby, and just be done with it. That is amazing. I'm so Are happy you? right now. <laughs> well, so at the uh, community project, you saw my shirt. Um, we had that slogan that uh, just with a brief uh, conversation with the t-shirt designer, the slogan she came up with was we show up always have always will. And I mean, that itself kind of evokes a sense of trust knowing that like, if you have an issue, we're going to show up for you. We're not going to be that third party it that's outsourced to another country and somebody you'll never talk to. Like, you're going to call us, you're going to get us, and we're going to be out there for you. And and honestly, your shirt was one of my favorite shirts. Um, I'm kind of upset that you didn't get us any shirts for <laughs> the project, but uh, I know you have my address, so I know you can send me one when you get I'm more I'm working made. on it. Yeah, I yeah, am no, working I, on I, it. I love that, man. That was that was cool. Um, and, and quite honestly, just, just being able to work with you that weekend, you did show up every day. You were there with us. You know, even on the very last day when you had to get on the road, you stuck with us as long as you could. And, and it, it, it's so appreciated. So so thank you. You you obviously live the slogan that is on the back of your shirt. Yeah, I mean, I, nope. I couldn't have asked for more having him on the wiring team with me. He he busted his butt. And I mean, no matter what we asked, he's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Got you. No problem, guys. Let's let's get this done. And then for him to spend, what, two hours, three hours? I'm not even exaggerating, guys. <laughs> Sitting two, three hours in a bathroom stall, harnessing up the service loop of all the wire. It's like, 
leaning over a toilet. I mean, oh my gosh, you that was amazing. And guys, I, I have to say that service loop turned out beautiful. We might have pulled a little bit too much wire, and a, not enough wire might have been cut off. But uh, Dave and Theron from Cable and Connections were able to clean that all up for us, and can't thank those guys enough. It's funny you say that. You know, he had the, the hardest part of his job was you know leaning over that toilet. I think the hardest part of that job was having to be in a bathroom stall with Theron for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I mean, kudos to you. You know, all jokes aside, you you made something in, incredible that weekend. Um, you, you made friends for life. What else I can tell you that much? I had a blast. That was my first time meeting a lot of you. And, you know, I went in there with an open cup mentality, um, just like I do with my clients. Like, I, I don't know these guys. I don't know the site. I don't know anything about what we're going to be doing. But neither it's going to be a <laughs> well, I knew it was going to be a big job, and I knew that I'm around a lot of guys who've seen a lot of different things that I may not have seen. So I just tried to be receptive to everything that everybody was saying. So that way, like, if if you just pick up that one tip or that one trick that somebody shows you in a flash, and they don't even think anything of it because they've been doing it for years, but that one tip will save you hours of work each week over the course of your career. And so like anytime I I have that kind of opportunity to to be coached or to work with others, I'm always trying to figure out what the lesson I can learn in that situation is. So to that point, what was a tip or trick that you did learn on this uh that project with us? When Ray says put a sticker over the hole, don't. <laughs> I was literally going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. That sticker I was just there yesterday is still there for the record. Oh my Can we gosh. tell the, the the listeners who may not know what we're talking about what what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell the story, Dave. I mean, you you were there. You literally did it firsthand. So by all means, go for it. So I made a mistake. <laughs> it it happens. Um, we're pulling wires into the individual office, in, into the individual offices and the individual rooms. And we had gotten the main trunk done, and there were just a few small offices that we had needed to do. And it was getting towards the end of the project, so everybody was kind of dividing up. So where we had had a couple eyes on each run at, at some points, this was just me. And I needed to pull this run into the office. So I'm looking. I pull the ladder up. I move the drop ceiling on one side. I'm like, okay, that looks good. It looks like it's just drywall on this side. Okay. I move. I go into the office. I move the drop ceiling, I look up, and it's just bare studs. And I can see the drywall on the other side. I'm like, well, this is great. I don't have to worry about what's behind here. This is this is going to be the easiest pull of the day. So I don't move my drill or my ladder back and measure the height of the drop ceiling on each side. And I just grab my drill, and I'm like, let's go. And I drill the hole through the drywall, and immediately as it pokes through, I see light coming through that hole. And if you can see light coming through the hole you just drilled into a drop ceiling, you've made a mistake. And then I, uh, I that feeling of dread kicked in, and I get down off the ladder. I walk outside the office, and there's a hole about eight inches lower than the drop ceiling, right in the. It, and it's it's not just a hole in the hallway; it's in this giant conference cafeteria room, like multi-purpose room that everybody's going to see. 
and I just did it. And so, uh, I, you know, I'm freaking out a little bit and, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. So I go to Ray and I'm like, what, what should I do here? And Ray's, you know, he's being the project manager of everything. So his mind is in a million different directions. And I have no doubt that when I asked him that he was thinking about seven other things. And he's like, I don't know, just, just put a sticker on it. And I'm a very literal guy. And when he said that, you know, I took it at face value. So I, I went over to the table and I grabbed, he's, you, Ray, you've got these great marketing stickers. You've got this round Libertas logo. And I'm like, well, that's big enough to cover the hole. And then I crawl up on the ladder and I smash it on that hole. And uh, I drill another hole up above the drywall or up above the drop ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, judging by Ray's reaction when he actually saw it, I know that his mind was in seven different directions when he said to do that because he was pretty surprised that I actually did it. I I've, I've honest to God never laughed so hard in my life because <laughs> I, I didn't see you actually put the sticker on the wall. I came back after I was running from somewhere else and I look up and like, yep, that's my logo. There was a hole there. And I, I all I could do was laugh at that point. And the funniest part about it was the community the community is completely okay with it. They're repainting <laughs> that entire entire space anyway, but it's still there. And, you know, I said to him, I said, hey, you know, the reason we put that sticker there is so you guys would know that you needed to repair this. And they were like, okay, that was a great idea. <laughs> smooth. So smooth. Uh, oh, no, that, that feeling was, of that dread cool. when I was around all of the other professionals in my field and I was the guy who drilled a hole right in the broad face of the of the drywall where everyone could see. I was mortified when, when that happened. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all know where I'm going with this. I know where we're going. <laughs> there, there may have been another gentleman that made much larger holes, holes, plural, in another common area that are not covered by my stickers or anyone else's stickers for that matter. But uh, that's a, that's a, here nor there so it's all good man um so so moving on that's a pretty good story so uh what is your what is your favorite tool did you use any new tools on the uh, job that you liked or is there any tool that you always carry that you must have with you uh my my everyday carry um for years has been a six-in-one stanley screwdriver before I even started in the IT field, I did appliance and furniture sales and rental, and that tool was with me every day. I've had this same screwdriver for 15 years, and I'm never going to give it up. That's only seconded now when I started in the IT field by a pair of electrician shears, like the hardened steel shears. So those two items are in my bag every day, every day. I started out with Kleins, and uh, I've since um, taken Pierce's advice and bought a pair of Nipex. Nipex? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and yeah, they're fantastic. As much as I love the Kleins, and I've put in hours and hours using the Kleins, once you start using those little blue and red ones, man, you never go back. Yeah, Pierce is uh, sending Brandon and I uh, a pair as soon as he gets his next order in because he sold us on them. So I'm like, I need a pair because I've been a Klein guy literally 
for my entire years of life because it's my last name, but it's spelled differently. <laughs> so I, I felt the need to patronize the brand. But I I love my client scissors. In fact, somebody on that job borrowed them. And when I was back there a couple of weeks ago, uh, I found them in the ceiling. So thank you oh, to no. borrowed them. <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I, I opened up the seat and, and you guys will probably remember exactly where I was. So I was above the reception desk running the, yep. the camera wire for the outside. Yep. And I opened uh -huh. the ceiling tile. I'm like, why is this tile so heavy? And I reach above it. Yep. There's my scissors. Oh, what a lucky find. Yeah. I'm like, I have a short are... list of who did that. Oh, I, 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 I have a pretty good. <laughs> good idea of who that was but i'm like cool they're they're 30 shears and they're in the ceiling it is what it is oh gosh that's funny and there's actually a tool that you hipped us to during the charity project and uh we're gonna have a little tie-in that's gonna be announced in the next few days but the uh oregon thread it that was uh, uh a interesting little tool that you brought us that tool's been great um it is surprising the amount of people that say that'll never work you can't trust it those kind of comments always come from somebody who's never used it. Once you use it, you see what kind of a grip it gets on the cable, how you can push it through things. It, it, has, it has been a remarkable time saver, and they're not that much money either. Yeah. I've used it. Uh, they have a longer rod, like a three-foot orange glow rod, but it's rigid. I've used that to put a small hole in the conduit that has the fire sealant, you know, the fire retardant, mm -hmm. like the red putty. So yeah. I've, I've made a small hole in each side and used the thread it to thread the needle through that conduit and then pulled my wire through it without having to remove all the caulk and then replace it. It has saved me so much time. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And uh, I mean, little teaser. We got something coming out in the next few days with uh, Oregon Threaded and a few other brands. So be on the lookout on our Instagram, Technology Worldwide. Uh, can't wait to send that announcement out. I, so, I don't know why you're holding this off, Brandon. It's two days away, and let's face it, this this podcast is going to be out when that goes true. live. True, true, true. <laughs> Give the people right, yeah. what they need, man. Let's talk about it. All Do right. it. So as everybody knows, Cable and Connection has been a huge supporter of our community, and uh we are going to be officially partnering with Cable and Connections, and to kick, yes. this, kick this whole thing off, we're going to be doing a joint giveaway. So we'll be giving away two polling pals, which, I mean, ask Pierce, those things are the lifesavers for pulling wire when you're a single man. We're going to be doing an Oregon Threaded Bundle, a Stingray, which is the little clip that can go on your grid when you're pulling wire so the wire doesn't get caught up in the grid. Then we're going to be doing a giveaway with the Simply 45 modular plugs and their new C101 crimp tool, which I got to say, Simply 45 was able to donate some of their uh, plugs and their crimpers, and those things are amazing. I don't use pass-throughs. I've never used pass-throughs. I've always used normal Klein modular ends with my Klein crimper, but... These Simply 45s are the best. I mean, I, I can't speak higher of them. They, I love these things. Same, man. I, I've never been a pass-through guy. I've, I will admit it. I've, I've said it on many of our podcasts. I've never liked the things, but especially the Pro Series ones where they actually have the uh, clip that goes yeah. on top to protect yep. the wires. It's solid. It, it's, it's honest to God has become one of my new favorite tools right next to my IMAX tool from you know Vertical Cable. So, Absolutely. So 
let's uh getting a little late here let's start wrapping things up uh what are some of the things you always have to have with you on a daily basis when you're on the job sites so when i go on a job site i always have my phone with me it's one of my most valuable tools um i use it for everything from managing the networks to reaching any of my suppliers um i have my laptop um the shears the six and one they're always with me um and then after that it's coupled with uh i have a network tester from aem that i i really like using and my brother label maker and i know uh pierce isn't on the call today he's a big epson guy um but pierce you'll never get you'll never get me away from brother i just i love the way it works um it it uh, being a good it guy um or somebody that you can trust means your work's always well labeled and that means that we have to label everything every time because you never know if you're going to forget or look away for two seconds and forget what you were looking at um, so that that label maker has been a, a very valuable tool for me. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've dove head first. I have the handheld label maker, and then I also bought a desktop label maker because I, I try to label everything on the bench before it goes out just to save time. And it's awesome being able to interchange the cartridges between the desktop label maker and the one that is on the road with me. I, I love that freaking thing. Um, you pop it, it in, you pop man. it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I love it. Brandon, so, you also a brother as well? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nope. I, I am a big brother guy. Uh, got two of the printers just like you. Well, I should say I have two of the printers. I know you just sent one out to one of our good friends in the uh, North Country, Canada. Same guy. I put a couple holes in our wall. I don't <laughs> know. Can I, can I take just a second, too, to tell you, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but I, I can't talk enough about cable and connections and uh, Laura, Laura Watson, who I work with. I, I work with her on a weekly, if not daily basis. And being a new business, like that company, if you're an IT guy, you're an MSP, you're structured cable, like if you need any hardware, you got to get a hold of cable and connections. They have had my back from day one, and I'll never stop talking about them. So where's uh, Laura based out of? Uh, so the Ohio office. Okay. Um, yeah, I believe she's down in the Cincy area. They have different sales reps in different areas, um, which makes sense. Um, so she happens to be my sales rep, and we get along really well. Um, so we'll talk about just about everything. And that's the kind of relationship that I want with my number one supplier. And, you know, a little little background, we we had a really good call with Dave and Darren, who are the, the owners and founders of Cable and Connections, the other day, and they said those exact things. They are purely about partnerships and relationships over anything else. They would rather have a good relationship with a person before they sell them a single thing, and, and they're the kind of people that we want to work with. So we're really excited. I mean, I over the moon excited that they are a part of our community, and we're a part of theirs. So. It's so good to have them on board, and it's so exciting to do this giveaway with them. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I told those guys on the call that there's a vertical cable supplier 20 minutes from me, and there's a reason that I bug Theron every day and order my stuff out of South Carolina, and I don't just <laughs> trek 20 minutes over to uh, the supplier that's local. I mean, it's all about the relationships that I've built. I mean, I don't call Theron my supplier. I call him a friend at this point. I mean, it was great hanging out with him at that charity project. 
and just growing that friendship with him. So uh, I, he I can't was in wait the, to continue to see things go. He was in the trenches with me. Like, what more could you want from a supplier than that? They not only do they show up, both uh, them and Vertical Cable, they showed up. They showed up with goodies for all of us, which is awesome. But they came and they worked with us. Absolutely. That's and the, I mean, that that was huge. And don't forget Trend. Trend Networks. They sent yeah. their rep, and that rep got in the rack and was testing and terminating the wire. Never done it in his life, and just jumped right in and said, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, Het was amazing. It was so good to have him. He's a, he's relatively local, too. He's North Jersey. Uh, so it was it was great to have him. And, you know, he was sitting there setting up all the testers while, waiting to do a demo for us. And he's like, Ray, if there's anything that you want me to do, I know you're short-staffed. I'd love to help. I'm like, well, have you ever terminated wire before? And he said, no. I said, well, you're going to learn. I, I taught Jamie how to do it in about five minutes. I'm going to teach you how to do it in about five minutes. So let's get this done. Put a VMAX tool in their hand. And and is it VMAX or IMAX? I'm tired. Ter- it's VMAX. It's got to be VMAX. Yeah, I- IMAX is a complete other thing. Um, <laughs> edit that out in post or leave it in. People can make fun of me. I don't care. Um, but no, man, show them both how to do it. And, and they terminated our entire rack for us. That was, that was amazing. So I'm, I'm super happy that they're on board. Yeah, and then when they went through, certified the whole thing, and I think they maybe had one or two bad jacks. I mean, that's that speaks volumes of the vertical cable tool and how amazing it is. You could teach a guy in five minutes how to terminate and have them pass certifications, no problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when I'm in the trenches, the people that showed up there, that's who I want beside me, right? Those vendors, those companies, like they proved it. They proved it. Yeah, so so now that we're talking about some of these partnerships that we have in the community, I mean, what's your hope for this new community? I mean, we just started this a couple of weeks ago. We just went public. What, what's your hopes for the future? Honestly, it, it needs to be, for me, two things, inspiration and confidence, right? We need to inspire people by showing them what good work should look like, um, you know, what high standards are. And that's how they'll raise the bar, seeing that it's possible and that others can do it. And that's what happened with me is I was inspired by the community and the confidence. The confidence is the big thing, right? When you're working in a small business, you have other people that you can call and talk to. If something happens, there's somebody that like, hey, I don't know what to do with this, right? And when you're when you're faced with starting your own business and then being the only man and not having anybody to call it's really frightening so just having the the backing of the community and knowing that hey if there's something going on and i don't know the answer there's probably 10 other guys who've dealt with the same thing and have figured out the answer and they're actually going to be willing to help me and help me work through this problem that i want the community to have some inspiration and some sense of confidence that it can bestow upon its members. If, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. That's, I mean, that's... literally why we're here. Well, without, without the, without the community, I, I wouldn't have had that inspiration or that confidence. And I would still be working for somebody else. And don't get me wrong. I, I loved what I was doing before, but, it's completely it, it's a completely different sense of fulfillment when you're doing it for yourself. Well, I am very happy and you know, 
I, I speak for the community as a whole. We're happy you're a part of our organization. We're happy you're a part of our community. You know, thank you for helping us build it. And, you know, we look forward to being able to help you. And I know you look forward to helping everybody else because that's the kind of person you are. So thank you. Yeah, man, yeah. let's keep raising the bar. Awesome. Hey, this was a great talk. Where can people learn more about Ohio Fit and more about you? I'm on Instagram. I, I love Instagram. I love posting pictures and sometimes comical and snarky things. Uh, you can find us at Ohio Fit on Instagram or at Ohio Fit. Our website is www.ohio.fit. I'm really happy about that website. It's very small and very easy. Um, so you can get on there and you can reach out to us. Um, I'm also in the Slack channel. Uh, for those that want to be a part of the community, reach out to the technology worldwide community and we'll get you in that Slack channel. And you can ask me questions about things that I know and I can ask you questions about things that I don't know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Ray, where can they find out more about you? At the greatest place on earth, Libertas Ray. I'm everywhere, baby. And if you want to check out Technology Worldwide, our tag on Instagram is TechnologyWW. If you want to join the Slack, send us an email. It's Slack at TechnologyWW.org. And you can find me on Instagram at TSC.IT. I think that's it, guys. We did it. That was great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. And uh, we will talk soon. Awesome. See you guys. So yeah, thank, thank you. you.